wife, Pastor Barb, and I'm Pastor Norm, if you haven't been here before. We would like to welcome you to the Hope. Woo-hoo, yeah! If you haven't already been ministered to, I believe that the, the Holy Spirit is going to do amazing things today. Uh, I wanted to, to start a little off track. I just, you know, it kind of throws me because, well, when we put this together, Pastor Barb thought it should be 10 minutes, and I was like, okay, 10-minute sermon, really? So I finally agreed. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> uh, no. I did really want to start, though, with something a little more serious. I wanted to thank God today. If you're from Gaylord or this area, you, you heard about the rollover yesterday. Uh, Eve Free's uh, youth group was coming home, and right around Roscommon, they, they had a rollover with one of their buses. And uh, the miracle is, there were no majorly serious injuries. There were, there were 38 people on that bus, and they all got out of it in almost unscathed condition. I think one of the worst was a broken arm. And I'm telling you, wow, God is awesome. God is awesome. And I just want to thank Him today. We celebrate Jesus here. We celebrate, and, and it's what He's done in our lives and continues to do. You know, once you're born again, that's just the start. That's not the end of it. That's the beginning. And seeing things like we saw yesterday, all those people getting together and the community that surrounded those families, it was just amazing. Nothing short of. We live in a great community. We really do. Thank you, Jesus. With that said, you you just saw... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you're going to do this. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you saw the trailer up there. Uh, You saw one scene from the production. And... All of this is part of that. Obviously, heaven and hell, uh, that's in two weeks. Everybody say two weeks. Two weeks. weeks. These little cards, these little purple cards, and the angels were silent, are out on our guest service desk. Invite people to this. All right? We have three nights. It's the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th of April, 7 p.m. every night. And we want this place to be packed out. We want everybody to be able to hear the good news about Jesus Christ. So invite people, and uh, that's our little plug for that. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to get me off track. I want to go back to this 10-minute thing. What? <laughs> We're not yeah, going to really yeah, do no, that, are we? No, he comes out, and he does his part, and he goes, okay, Barb, here's what I've got. Now, I've got 11 pages. I'm like, oh, man. So I, I have to go through and edit and chop everything out. Then he comes out and goes, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, yes, you can. (laughs) So I got it down a little. (laughs) But we have some important things. Amen? We do? I think so. Why don't we start with prayer? Amen. That would be awesome. Heavenly Father, we are again so grateful for the miracle yesterday and keeping all those kids safe and the adults who were on that bus. Lord, we thank you for everything you do for us. Every day, things we sometimes don't even know where your hand moves or an angel is loosed around us to keep us safe. And Lord, this family today, we come together to celebrate Jesus. You are the reason that we have hope, a hope in a future, Lord. 
And today I pray for everyone here that they would hear something, even if these ministers don't say it. Lord, I pray that You would just plant a little nugget, a little seed in their hearts. And Lord, that they would leave here better than when they first came in. Lord, we love You and we commit this Easter message into Your hands. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, the title of our message today is Why Jesus? Oh, it isn't He Has Risen? No. Well, He has risen. Well, he has, but the name of this is Why Jesus? Oh, so. <laughs> I didn't put that on the slide. No. Oh, I forgot to risen. tell you that. Yeah, okay, thanks. See, this is it. April Fool's. It's going to be one of those mornings. Pray for us. See, Troy, this is the moment I'm talking about. I said, I, I'm just praying for the zingers Dad throws at me to know what to say next after he throws them at me. Did I tell you, though, you, you look amazing? Thank you. I, I think I said that once okay, or twice. Back on track. All right. All right. Lately, during this Easter season, I was really stopping and thinking about our journey with God. Sometimes, you know, we have these questions that roll around in our heads. And if we think like this, or if I think like this, if I sometimes sit down and go, why? Why are we doing this? There are some questions that even seasoned Christians, new Christians, and people who aren't, and if I think like that, then I'm imagining all of you at some point in your walk think like that. Amen? So we have three questions today that we want to address so that when that thought process comes, you have some ammunition to say, well, wait a minute, I know how to deal with this. The three questions are, one, why did God do all this just for us? Have you ever thought, why did God do this for me? Why? Why do we need to follow Jesus? And the third question, is it all real? So we're going to address those today. The first question, why did God do all this just for us? How many here have felt like they, they're undeserving of God's love? Probably everyone in this room. <laughs> See, that's a feeling. God made man in his own image. Isn't that cool? If you really think about it, the first book of, of the Bible is Genesis. And it's all about how God created man. God created Adam and Eve because he wanted to be with someone like himself. Look at your neighbor and say, he wanted to be someone like himself. That's you, that's me. Ooh. That's kind of scary. <laughs> he made Adam and Eve in his own image and then gave the two of them what we call free will. Free will means the ability to do whatever they chose to do. Is that like when I want to go fishing? something like that. But you'd tell me no? How many times have I told you no? Well, once or twice maybe. <laughs> like Norm, it's Sunday morning at 1030. <laughs> yeah, you need to... Yeah. No, Norm, you need to preach before you go fish. <laughs> but God put everything together, each in a perfect place. But man lost his moral compass, so to speak, yeah, and he, he became a stinker. He did. He did. And in a nutshell, the two of them messed it up. Thanks a lot, Adam and Eve. Anybody else get angry about that? I mean, it's like, come on! If they hadn't blown it, we'd be sitting in the garden right now eating from the tree of life. It's really easy to blame somebody that's already done something wrong. Amen? But when you start to feel like that, think about the times you've thought, I'm going to prayer, and you sit down and you end up watching TV and staying home. 
we have so many more tools than they did, and they messed up just like we mess up. We do mess up, and, and that's the whole point. All of us mess up. Even, and I know this is going to sidetrack some of you that know her, even my sweet little daughter-in-law, Sarah Luhu. <laughs> Where's Sarah at? Is she, she in here? She out. snuck out already. <laughs> you would think, because this girl, I mean, she does no wrong. In fact, she was actually in her children's ministry in Lansing when she was a little girl. That's how old I am. Now she's in her 30s. That's how old we are. But she never did anything wrong, ever. Never. Well. That I knew of. And I said, Sarah, did you ever do anything to really, 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 you know, that you might have called a sin? S-I-N, a sin. Any of you kids ever sin? Say yes. That's the right answer. Everybody has sinned, right? But dear little Sarah Lou, never did anything. She says, oh, there was one time. My brother, who's a little older than her, my brother, she said, he really made me mad. I said, how mad did he make you? She said, I got a glass jar and I dropped it on his head. <gasps> so watch it. That little sweet thing has a bad side. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Here, here, here's where I went with this. So I said, yeah, but that was before you were born again, right? And she said, yeah. It was provoked. If you have a brother, an older brother especially, it was provoked. So again, all of us have failed, right? In fact, the Bible says, for everyone has what? Sin. Sinned, and we all fall short. short of God's glorious standard. That means everybody here doesn't measure up. At least on our own, right? We all fall short. Poke your neighbor and say, that means you and me. That definitely means... Well, me. Yeah, we're in there. But the good news is, even though we've all sinned and fallen short, even though we've messed up, and even though we continue, how many continue to mess up? Come on, Steve. I know you know what I'm saying, man. Right? He's a brother. He knows. We all mess up. But even though we mess up, God still loves us. And He still wants us to live with Him forever in heaven. How many can say amen to that? Amen. Again, how do we deserve this special treatment that God gives us? The short answer, we don't. Right? We don't. And we're going to look at this today. I'd like to just talk just for a minute about parenting. How many of you have parented? How many of you are being parented? My mom's still alive, and she still tries, although it's kind of reversed roles, but anyway, we won't go there today. Parents, you love your kids, right? And if they do something wrong, if they sin, you don't throw them out, do you? No, no way. None of us would throw our kids out, and God wouldn't throw us out just because we've messed up. That's how he feels toward us. Even though we deserve punishment, say we deserve it. We deserve it. Even though we deserve punishment, he instead shows us grace. That's where this one was going. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this, not from yourselves, it is a what? 
gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. You can't earn your way into heaven. All right? You can't boast about how you're going to get there. There's only one way to get there, and that's through Jesus. That's through God's grace. Hallelujah. Even though we all deserve death, God chose to save us. This word grace in the Greek is charis. It literally means one who is superior shows favor to, to a lesser being, to someone that's undeserving. That's you and me. That's us. Your heavenly Father wants to bless you with life and life everlasting and all the other things that heaven offers. But there are certain things that we have to do and we're going to talk about those today. How do you get to that place where you receive God's grace? Amen. So, now we know why God did it all for us. The next question is, is why do we need to follow Jesus? Why? I can answer this really easy. This is my edit version. Because God said so. <laughs> it sounds like something a parent But then say. Pastor Norm had to add more to it, which is fine. So What? I want to look at the scriptures in John 14, 6. I Jesus thought you picked said, these. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. And in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus told the people, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross and follow me. Why, Jesus? Really, because God said so. Amen? Amen. You know, I've heard a lot of people, and myself included, say, I don't like being told what to do. How many like being told what to do? Really? Anybody? <laughs> Raise your hand. Not too many hands going no, up. No, but you know, Jesus is calling us to a new level. And I know before I was saved, if someone told me I couldn't do something, I went out of my way to make sure to show them. I oh man, you were like a badger in a corner. I was, I was bad. And Not that I've ever cornered a badger. But God got a hold of my heart, these are one of the areas I struggled with. Oh, submission? I have to submit to... To somebody? <laughs> and it that was, was who I was to you? Somebody? somebody? Wow. And it was a rough road. Let me tell you, I did a lot of praying, but God just kept saying, trust me. Trust me. And when I did do that, there was such a freedom that I, I can't even explain it. It was so freeing. So if you're one of these stubborn people that's <laughs> sitting there thinking, that's everybody here. I don't have to follow Jesus. or I, Why would I do that? Why would I go out of my way? Well, you go do it because God said, amen? And see what God does in your life. It's so powerful. You know, God created you and he knows you best. He knows you better than anybody else. And you couldn't ask for a better parent. That's right. And with that, he knows what's best for your life. Amen? Even more so than yourself. And that's important. When we start exploring this faith walk that we're all on, everybody, even if you don't know Jesus yet, and I hope by the end of this service you're going to get a chance to say yes to him, if you haven't already. But even while we're all on this faith walk with God, we need a starting point. Everybody needs to start someplace, right? Amen. Where did you start? Nobody's answering. Uh, in church, maybe? In somebody's living room? 
But we want to talk about what does it mean to have a starting point with God? Where does our journey begin with Him? Well, st first, we want to talk about a guidebook that He has. How many know that God has a guidebook for everybody that explains everything that we're supposed to do on this planet and what's going to come next? And, of course, that guidebook is called... Oops, the Bible. No, the Bible. That was supposed to be her part, but she skipped over it. Oops. The Bible teaches us everything we need to know. How to live an amazingly blessed life. How to get closer to God. How many want that? Amen. You may not know you want it, but you want it. Believe me. Because I've been on both sides of the fence, both sides of the tracks, and I love being close to God versus being away from God. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. The Bible is your starting point in your faith walk with the Lord. And I, I throw the words around God, Lord, Jesus. They're all the same person. Alright? So when you hear that, don't get confused if you're new to the, the faith. They're all the same. God, Lord, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, they're all the same. Three in one. The Trinity. So the Bible's your starting point. So when you begin to wonder about your surroundings, why you were made, how many have ever wondered that? Why are you here? Have you ever wondered that? Anybody? Just me? All right. Thank you for raising your hand. And that leads you to asking questions about God. Is He real? Is there a heaven and a hell? You know, I'm surprised today how many don't think there is. And it's not the Hollywood version either. Does He really love me? How many have asked that question? All right. That all leads to one finally seeking after the truth. What do I need to do? How do I need to live? Have you ever asked those questions? Alright? So, to get those answers, there's only one place where you'll be able to find the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and that is the Bible. The Bible. Hallelujah. Here's the part that's hard for some people. And when I asked you to raise your hand, how many like being told what to do? Nobody's hand went up in here. See, this is the problem. We don't want to be told what to do, but God's guidebook is intended to do just that. So you have to get to a place where you believe and trust this book that we call the Bible, God's Holy Word. You've got to get to that place where His instructions are applied to your life. And one of the Scriptures that we want to jump off of is 2 Timothy 3. 16 and 17, and it says this, all Scripture, say that, all Scripture is what? God-breathed. What does that mean? God told those people what to write. He put it in their spirit. He used their personalities. They didn't write like somebody else. They wrote, wrote like they were. In this case, it was the Apostle Paul. But God put it in their hearts what to pen on that piece of paper. And what are we supposed to do with this God-breathed Scripture? Use it for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. How many can say amen to that? Amen. Now you may have heard of the Bible, but you might be here today and say, you know what, I've never read that book. And if that's you... I want to suggest something today that's a little radical. This might kind of take you back, but 
If you'll do this, I believe you will experience God in a way that you haven't experienced Him before. And this is what I want you to do. Get yourself a modern Bible. How many have one of those? All right. Not everybody raised their hand. I can see a few nods. Well, here's the good news today. We actually have some here for you. So before you leave, if this is you, if I'm speaking to you, you don't already have a good modern Bible, I want you to take one with you that we're going to give you, and it's, it's called the Hope, amazingly. <laughs> Thank you to that brother who got us these. And we want you to go home with this. Now here's what I want you to do with it. Well, I can't read that whole book. And by the way, this isn't the whole Bible. This is just the New Testament. But that's okay, right? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to read through the book of John. Well, I don't know where the book of John is. Well, see this little beautiful bookmark that we made for you? It's inserted right there where the book of John starts. And I want you to read it three times through. How many would be willing to do that if you've never read it before? Three times through the book of John. Why? Because I believe if you'll do this, if you'll do this, it will change who you are for the better. I didn't come up with this. I actually heard this from Ravi Zachariah. Maybe you've heard of him before. But when I read this, I thought, you know what? We can do this. We can put a Bible in your hands. So please, at the end of this morning, before you leave, if you're one of those that would just like to give God a try, is it okay to give God a test? A test run? Amen. I think He'd love to show you who He's all about and what He's all about. Now, one last thing, and this is actually mentioned on this bookmark. I want you to pray before you read this. What? I've never prayed in my life, Pastor. That's okay. We actually tell you right on here what to pray. Or you can pray it all by yourself. And all you need to do is say, Lord, show me Your Word. Amen. Speak to me today. Reveal Yourself to me as I read this. And I believe that You will be changed. So please, before you leave today, if this is you, take one of these. Do what I've just said. And I expect we're going to see some amazing, amazing transformations. Hallelujah. And even if you are, you do read, and you go ahead and do it anyway. Read John through three times and see what God pours into your heart. Amen? So the first two questions we've kind of gone over. Why did God do all this for us? Why do we need to follow Jesus? And my favorite question is, is this real? Is this real? Have you ever sat there and just thought, why am I going through all this? What if, what if this is just all something in my head or we're just crazy? <laughs> yeah? Amen? Anybody but crazy in here? I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> the whole it. Welsh family raised their hand over. <laughs> we are a full crazy people, but praise God for that. The only thing I, statement I can make, and you've probably all heard it, if it isn't real, so what? We're doing a good work, we're, we're reaching people, and we're loving people. If it is real... But you don't believe it isn't real. No, I believe it's real. But if it is real, then all you who don't believe are in trouble. Amen. Amen? So, God... And it, it bothers me sometimes, as much Bible teaching as I've had, the college degree and everything, that sometimes those thoughts enter our head. 
And that's where we have to shake it off and go, no, your word says. You have to have that starting point to say, God, right now my mind isn't thinking like it should, but I can rely on your word. So and you're I saying you I shouldn't that. go by my feelings. When I feel God's mad at me, I shouldn't rely on that, right? Is that out of the word? Well, no. That's... Well, then there you go. You go to the word. You get. But I feel that sometimes. Says. You feel it. I feel that's like I let them down. God has, we have human emotions. But as long as you're feeding your spirit man, he is going to take care of you. So one last question. I know I'm jumping in here, but if it's between my feelings, how I feel about me and God, or the book, the book, but the Bible, the hope Bible, telling me what I need to do, which one should I listen to? What do you guys think? This one? There you go. All right. Yes. I'm just, I'm just yes. making, hey, yes. I'm a little slow. You know that. Know. Hey, so it's something we all go through, amen? Just making sure. I don't care where you are, what walk you're in, we all go through this. So and wait. That's why it's important if, to follow the Word of God. What if Pastor Norm says, <gasps> Tori, you need to do this and this, but the Bible says something else. Which one should you listen to? Thank you, the Bible. And, and I'll give you that <laughs> gift card, I promise you later. You don't know how many times I ask people and they give me the wrong answer. So oh boy. Just trying to trip me so up. So the third question, is it real? It gets a lot easier when you know the answer to the first two questions, doesn't it? Yeah. Amen. We come to realize that God loves us no matter what we have done or who we are. We need to rely on what the Bible says about us, not on what we've been taught or how we might feel about ourselves. Right. So when you start pondering about God, is he real, is he not real, then go to his word and believe. So I just want to take some scriptures just to make sure you know that I'm looking at the word. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So God just says right there, y'all, we're going to mess up. Amen? Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. He just got us a way out. Amen? It's Christmas every day in Christ's kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. That's exciting. Hallelujah. If you walked in here, you feel like today, and even in my prayer closet, I felt like there was someone here today that felt like they've messed up so bad that God can never, ever forgive them. That's a lie. God gives you a brand new start today. Even if you messed up really bad, it's okay. God loves you and he wants you to start over. Wait, what if they've been a Christian and they mess up again? That's same thing. Same thing, right? God wants you to start over. As long as we come back to him, he'll forgive us. The problem comes when we stop coming back to him. Are you hearing me? And what that is usually a cause for, of is a hard heart. So don't have a hard heart. Have a soft heart. And go back to him and say, Lord, forgive me. I've sinned. So Acts 3.19 says, Now repent of your sins and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away. Amen. And Romans 10.9 and 10 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Amen. Amen. God made a way where there was no other way. 
There's only one way to heaven. We already shared that scripture. John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but through Jesus. Now, some claim that Christianity is exclusive. It is. There's no other God. Only one, Jesus. All right? Are you with me still? God knew from the beginning. He knew before He ever put Adam and Eve in that garden that man was going to sin. And what does sin truly mean? What's the, what's the definition of sin? To miss the mark. To miss the intended goal. So God intended for man to live in the garden forever and ever and ever with his companionship. But because Adam and Eve blew it, thanks to Satan, the devil, he is real, he tempted them, they bought into it, and they messed up. They became rebellious, did what God told them not to do, and that resulted in their being kicked out of the garden. No longer could they eat from the tree of life. No longer would they live forever because if they did, they would be living in their sin. God knew that before it ever happened. You see, God's not held in time like we are. We live about 80, 90 years, right? Maybe 100 for some. There are some centurions today. But that's it. That's just a grain of sand in the, in the whole scheme of time. God isn't held in a specific spot. He can go to the end, He can go to the beginning, or right in the middle where we're at. He knows it all because He's God. All right? And He knew we were going to sin, so He made a way where there was no other way. He said, I love these people. I want them to be with me forever. And we're going to take care of this sin problem. And the Son, Jesus, said how? We're going to have you go and take their place. You are going to get on that cross. All of the sins of mankind are going to be heaped on you. That's how much God loves you and you and you and you and you. That's what we read here. Would you read this with me? For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God did that for all of us. And I believe this, that if it was just one person that needed salvation, He would have allowed those Roman soldiers to hang Him on that cross. That's what Easter's all about. It's not just about the cross. We celebrate, we meditated on that Friday, Good Friday, it wasn't just about the fact that he died for our sins and they put him in a tomb. That, that wasn't the end, right? Three days later, what happened? He rose from the dead. Jesus came back to life. He's alive. He's the only God that's ever come back from the dead. Nobody else. He's the only one that's qualified to bring you and me back to life. If we die before God returns for His church, you will be resurrected if you're born again. You will be given another life to live forever in heaven if you put your trust in the Son of God. But it's a gift. And like any gift, you have to receive it. You have to accept it. You have to say yes to it. 
or that gift just sits there. And you know, when we get this gift, we need to use it, amen? And this is the part I love the most. Even when you're not saved, have you ever felt that draw? Like you're around people that love the Lord and you think, I want what they have. That's our goal. That is it in a nutshell that we're so full of God that others around us want what we have. We want them to feel the peace and love. Can I, can I ask a question? How many in this room came even today because someone here invited you and you, highly think, you think highly of that person? Would you mind raising your hand? Look at the hands. Now that doesn't mean you're perfect. You know, we're still human. But they saw something in you. And they said, you know what? I wouldn't mind some of that. Well, we heard um, the other day I was talking with Tony. And he was telling me about college days at North Point Christian College in Grand Rapids. And there was a room full of kids that probably most of them were Christians. But in this crowd was an atheist. And that's somebody that supposedly does not believe in God. And he sat there and listened to him, uh, Brother Dorsey, J.P. Dorsey. Who's going to be here in two weeks. And uh, <laughs> afterwards he went up to him and said, I want to come to this college. And, and he, J.P. said, yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I'm so glad. He goes, but there's a problem. He goes, well, what's that? He goes, I don't believe in God. What? And JB kind of stood back and went, whoa, okay, well, let's see, let's see how we can work around this one. And he goes, what, what, if, if this is where you want to be, what's, what's the deal? And he said, when I walked into here and heard everybody, I thought everybody was fake, the young man said. He goes, they were so icky sweet that I thought they were all faking it. And <laughs> as the day went on, I realized they were sincere. And even though I don't believe like you, I want to be a part of that. Wow. Mm. That's the walk we all want. Amen? Amen. To make it real for those that don't believe is awesome. And that's our goal, is that we can draw people to Christ and make it real. When you give your heart to Jesus, there's an overwhelming feeling of peace and love. Amen? That's how you know it's real. Right. There is nothing else that compares. And when you're in that God moment, even when you're not even expecting it, God's going to come over you and you know it's real. Nobody can convince me that it's not real. That's right. The scripture, Matthew 26, he's not here. He has risen just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Is it real? Absolutely it is. Is Jesus coming back for his church? Absolutely he is. And when he does, we need to be ready. So would you stand with us this morning? This is where decisions are made. I believe that this is perhaps the most important part of our morning. And I just ask if you, if you would, please, just nobody moving around, just for a minute. We're not going to be real long. Be praying, Christians. There are a lot of people in this room today, some who don't frequent the church a lot. Maybe this is your first time, and we're so glad you're here. And we're not putting any pressure on you. I'm not trying to uh, humiliate you into the kingdom. I'm not trying to guilt you into the kingdom. 
I'm trying to show you what Jesus showed me, that if I followed him, my life would be amazing. And I chose to follow him in 1981, and it changed my family, my marriage, my boys today love God, most, mostly anyway. You know, we're all still human. But what I'm trying to say is, He saved me from my sins. And it made a huge difference in our life. And He'll do the same for you. There's nobody that's exempt from what Jesus did. God wants all men to be saved. That's His plan. Now, will people say no to Him? Absolutely. And they do. But God is real, and He's here today. I believe that with all my heart. The Bible says where two or more gather, He is in their midst. He's here. Amen. And He knows you better than I know you. Better than your wife knows you or your mom or dad know you. God knows you. The Bible says He even knows how many hairs you have on your head. And that changes every minute for some of us. But God knows that kind of thing about you. And He wants you in His kingdom forever. He wants you to be one of His kids. Kingdom kids. He wants you to say yes to Jesus. So if, would you please just bow your heads for a moment here. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Norm, I am so geeked about heaven. I am so excited about what God's done in my life. I'm born again. I'm ready to go. If that trumpet were to blast right now and God were to take me home, I'm ready. If that's you, lift your hand up in here. Hallelujah. Lots of hands going up. You can put them down. Thank you for being honest because there were quite a few folks in here, maybe a third, who didn't raise their hand. And I don't know if that means that you just couldn't lift your hand up. Maybe you're too tired or maybe you're one of those that has never said yes to Jesus. And just a minute ago, we shared this Scripture with you. Romans 10, 9 and 10. I want to pray this prayer with you if, if you've never prayed this. I want to give you this opportunity because I believe your life will change if you'll do this today. If you're here and you say, Pastor Norm, I want to be forgiven of my sins. I want to know that I'm ready to go to be with Jesus forever. I want Him to change my life. If that's you and you're here today, would you just lift your hand up so I can see it real quick? Hands going up. Thank you. All over the room. Thank you. You can put them down if you already raised it. Anybody else? I would love to pray with you that hasn't already raised your hand. Yes, I see it. Thank you. Anyone else? We're not in a hurry here. This is important. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Many hands went up at least a couple dozen. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray this prayer with me today as though you were saying this to Jesus Himself because He's right here. And I believe your life is going to be changed forever. So are you ready to pray this? Everybody? Family? Church family? Will you pray this with me? All right, it's going to be right off of this. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So we're going to do this. I want you, if you raised your hand, to pray this loud enough so that you can hear in your own ear what you're saying. And saints, pray with us. Dear God, today, on April 1st, 2018, I recognize, I recognize that I've messed up. I fall short of your standard. So Lord, I know there's only one way for me to be saved, and that's to put my trust in Jesus.
the Son of God. So today, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that he went to the grave for me. And on the third day, he rose from the dead where he now has the keys to death and hell. And he's here today to forgive me of my sins and give me a new life. And that's my prayer this morning. Forgive me, Lord. Make me a new person. Help me to live for you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is amazing. And He loves you so much. And hear me today. Don't leave without grabbing one of those little books. Especially those of you who just raised your hand. Read the book of John three times through. It will change your life. And if you're one of the other folks here today, you're already born again, but you need a little Bible, a new a modern Bible, grab one on your way out. We'd love to give that to you. Amen. Would you mind just taking a seat just for a minute? All right, two minutes maybe. Here's the thing. This is the end of our Easter service. And to God be the glory for everything He did here today. Names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We should all be excited about that. But as I said earlier, this is just the beginning. And if you raised your hand today for salvation, this is just the start of an awesome, amazing journey. Just start living for Him and you'll just be, you'll be immersed in Him and, and He's going to do miracles in you and around you. Hallelujah. But the church has a role in all of this. God created the church for a purpose and a reason. And if you guys would, I'm going to have you go ahead and show that video. And it's going to be followed up one more time with the uh, trailer for that production that we're going to have in two weeks. Another great opportunity where you can invite people People that may not know Jesus yet, if they come to this play, we're believing they're going to receive Christ when they come. And I'm going to just say a quick prayer here to close. Watch this, and then we're going to go out. So thank you for coming today. Father, thank you again for everything you've done in this service through the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Today, we just want this family of believers to go out of here celebrating what you've done for us. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and if you were to come back for us today, we would be in heaven with you. But Lord, there's still many on this planet that need to hear the truth, that need to hear the good news. That's our responsibility. And Lord, I pray that everyone here would just grab hold of that responsibility and begin to do what we've been called to do, and that is to tell people the good news about Jesus to give them the hope that they need about Jesus. And Lord, get us all home today safe as we spend time with our families. Help us to be a light. We love you, and we commit these people in this church into your hands. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.